All right. the only one who say, who say that. Arr. Arr, you matey. Is that, is that, um, is that what it? Hardy? <laughs> Just angry. Disgruntled? Yeah. Well, you're out there. You're on a wooden boat, and you're lacking fruits and vegetables. Maybe lost a leg, and uh, have like a is stick. It, for the a annoying leg. parrot is there all the time. Yeah, cannonballs flying at you. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? You yeah. know that those there's like an exact formula for what a pirate like the i don't the know stereotype like the, yeah i don't know what like it's, it's it's wild like i i, I want to know how close it actually was the outfits and stuff it's pretty crazy the hats and the skulls and some rugged rugged dudes yeah if we were tasked to draw a pirate um i'm pretty sure both our drawings would be very similar Mine and yours. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. Uh-huh. Uh, we would do that hat, the pirate hat, which is a unique hat in and of itself. Uh-huh. And we'd all, then we'd be off to the race. Oh, that's the other thing. You get the hand, which is the hook. Oh, yeah. You get the leg, uh, the wooden leg, and you get the hook. The eye patch. Like Peter Pan, uh-huh. the guy named Hook. Hook. Which, huh? well, I mean, it's a pretty, it's kind of on the nose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you think his <laughs> guy's name got was, a hook? Call him Hook. His name was Hook before he had a hook. No, hand? his name was not Hook before the hook. That was Post Hook. Okay. Post Hook, they call him Hook. That's yeah. not Hook. No, it's this guy. Well, I mean, with the they they probably remade it, and they probably had different hooks over the years. But. Yeah. Uh, Robin Williams got the hook, but like, did he fight with the hook? What was the the hook instead of the hand? It was intimidation. I, well, no, I mean you lost a hand uh-huh. at one time, and you replaced with the hook because you can get something done with the hook. Like what? You can pick things up as long as they're okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, depending what they are, you yeah. Can kinda, you don't want just a stump. Well, I don't know. Maybe you do. I, may, I huh? can imagine the hook being annoying for certain things as well, right? It's not exactly soft. Yeah. So that's got to be an on and off type of hook. Trying to go to the urinal or something. You got to have a modular hook. Yeah. I mean, that'd be the that'd be the ultimate, like interchangeable different tools and weapons and things that you can kind of slap on, clip uh-huh. on. I, mean, I guess you could, right? Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Well, yeah, I don't know. He's got to be one of the most famous pirates modern day, 2023. You say, hey, name a pirate. Captain Hook. What about Long John Silver? Is that a pirate? Look him up. Uh, 
sound like a pirate to me. Oh, I like looking like a pirate. Also, the one leg as well. Oh, yeah. Just getting by on the one leg. He has crutches or something. But who was the most dominant of the pirates, though? Most recently? No, no, no definitely not. Johnny Black, Blackbeard, that's who it was. Yeah. Blackbeard was out there just kinds of stuff, you know? Just yeah. taking what he wanted. There's a Jack Sparrow. Yeah, Blackbeard. Look at this. This is who he modeled himself after, right? For the movie. Uh-huh, yeah. Kind of. But there was a Blackbeard in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Somebody by the name of Blackbeard? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I think so. And it, and it wasn't... He was a villain? And it wasn't no? Johnny Depp. I mean, Blackbeard is such a wild, like, it, it almost feels like a different planet when you talk about this stuff. You imagine this dude cruising around in the Caribbean, just taking beaches. Oh, yeah. Taking I'm in boats, my little boat. Taking treasures. I'm dead. You understand? Dead sure. You understand what's going on there? Like, yeah. that sounds like a different planet. Uh-huh. And it's not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And now you got people complaining about everything they're complaining about. And you used to have this guy roaming around. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, you take it for granted now. Mm-hmm. Where's the appreciation? You wake up in the morning, you don't need to worry about this guy. Was he real? He was, right? What you talking about real? Yeah, man, I'm saying. Okay. That's my whole point. My whole point. These guys live to like 30 years old. <laughs> the ripe age. Ripe old age. They lived hard, Will. Yeah. These guys lived hard. Damn. His name was Edward Teach, better known as Blackbeard. Was an English pirate who operated around the West Indies and the eastern coast of Britain's North American colonies. Operated. You hear that, Will? He operated. Okay. That's an interesting yeah. way to say it. Base of operation. He just operated. Uh-huh. <sighs> he did what he did best. Damn. He he pirated. Pirated, yeah. He pirated. We have our own definition of pirated. He, well, this is where it comes from, though. Yeah. He pirated. There's little known about his early life, which, by the way, is the that's the good start of any legend. There's little known about his early yeah, life. Yeah. Young Blackbeard, not a lot of information uh-huh. about him. No one really knows. His mother, his father, he just sort of popped up one day. Mm-hmm. First time they ever saw him, barely speaking, and said, mm, Blackbeard. Yar. <laughs> they, they noticed... He noticed little black hairs poking out of his face, even though he was a toddler. His little chin. He said, hmm, this one's different. Yeah. Oh, man. He captured a French slave ship known as La Concorde, renamed her Queen Anne's Revenge, equipped her with 40 guns and crewed her with over 300 men. He became a renowned pirate. His nickname derived from his thick black beard and fearsome appearance. He was reported to have tied lit fuses under his hat to frighten his enemies, which are like slow matches. He formed an alliance of pirates and blockaded the port of Charlestown, South Carolina, ransoming the port's inhabitants. He then ran Queen Anne's Revenge aground on a sandbar near Beaufort, North Carolina. 
He parted company with Steed Bonnet and settled in Bath, North Carolina, also known as Bath Town, where he accepted a royal pardon. <laughs> They're like, please stop. I mean, we'll hit you with the pardon. Uh-huh. Give me the royal pardon. Yeah. Like, all right, fine. <laughs> However, he was back. He was soon back at sea, where he attracted the attention of Alexander Spotswood, the governor of Virginia. Spotswood arranged for a party of soldiers and sailors, sailors to capture him. Following a ferocious battle, Teach and several of his crew were killed by a small force of sailors led by Lieutenant Robert Maynard. Oh, man. Guy that got Blackbeard. Yeah. I want to see that battle. Yeah. Be a fly on the wall. It is commonly believed that at the time of his death, he was between 35 and 40 years old. And then that's how they reverse engineered his birth date. They're like, that man looks to be about 35. Yeah. So I think he was born in 1680. Like 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 when you when you cut down a tree and you look at how many rings the there rings. are. Yeah. Like that beard looks about 35, 40. They cut his uh leg and see how many rings. Blackbeard. Shout out David Williams. He appears to have some issue with PayPal. A PayPal fiasco of sorts. Says, uh, tried to pay. Successful for months prior to March. Tagged Lou later on Twitter for that. Will's not. Yeah. He's not going there. He's not going there. All you can do is type PayPal and then click news and see if it... Well, this is one. This is one of those ones where it's like, it's like to, to the individual affected, it's the biggest news in the world. Yeah, but with money, it's still isolated yeah. to some community. Probably Reddit, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, can I do like a history show at some point? Will please? Um, you know, like you know, you know, can I or no? I you know. That I sounds can. like a no. Uh, <laughs> sounds like you're saying no to me. By saying you know, it sounds like you're saying no. I think it's possible, you know. I, I don't mind. You've now uh, said you know 17 times in the last two minutes here. What are you going to be talking about? What history? Huh? Pirates, obviously. Okay, that's your first uh, episode. Um, I got so much crap on my desk. It's yeah. piled up over here, you know. You know? You know, if you don't know now, you know, you know. Yeah. Am I right? Who knows? Yeah. History later. <laughs> Wait, no. Lou later. See, that's in the future. Lou past. Steve Jobs returns from the grave as a chatty AI. This is Will's top story of the day. He says the GPT now reaching into the grave and uh, bringing back whichever assistant you might please. I mean, this is not the hard part of AI and chatbots. You can imagine how easy it would be to plug in whichever celebrity you may want to. Or a loved one. Easy. (laughs) Hey, I'm just saying this is a, a really heavy topic, at least for now. A new, and probably in the future. A new AI chatbot isn't Steve Jobs, but it does sound like him. Although Steve Jobs died more than a decade ago, he's back as an artificial intelligence, kind of. 
a programmer made a chatbot able to carry on conversations in a voice that sounds like Jobs. <clears throat> well, we talked about how Apple was patenting that technology to uh, basically take recordings of an individual's voice and then synthesize any statement you might want okay. so that their text messages could be read out loud to you in that person's voice without them having ever read it. Sure, Instead, sure. they typed it. So if there's enough people that are sort of submitting their training data, similar to Mo's face that you, you know, sort of inserted into whatever, whatever the hell was spitting out those terrifying images. It's the same with voice. You can train it up. It can sound pretty accurate and then act as a substitute post life. You want to play some of it? Changes in the way we live, work and interact with one another. Oh, I wish I can scrub. Can I scrub? Oh, yeah. What about significant changes in the way we live, work, and interact with one another? So it's kind of like... Um, it sounds pretty good. It's a chat bot. So you chat with it, and then they answer in the audio form. Yeah. So it's it's a text-to-speech. Uh-huh. You're asking in text, and then they're yeah. translating text to the synthesized version of Steve Jobs' voice. So you... You're getting like, like basically like an audio. COVID-19 has had an impact on Apple. It led to the closure of some of our retail stores and disrupted our global supply chain. However, we have adapted quickly and continue to innovate with new products and services that meet the changing needs of our customers in this time of crisis. There's some weird stuff in there. Like, for example, the word we. However, we have adapted quickly. It's like we. Uh-huh. Well, is it, you know, if it... If it Digital they wouldn't it be they? Because there he's not a part of. Or does he feel he's all? He's always a part of my it. departure. He However, it is we. clear that under his leadership, Apple has continued to innovate and succeed in bringing new products and services to market. Hmm. Um. Here we have Jacob. He says, "Is LimeWire considered a famous pirate?" He's the most famous Captain LimeWire. Yeah. yeah. Or, 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 or what like. about the dude, uh, Dread Pirate from, from early days of Crypto Silk Road? That 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 was pretty legit too. Uh -huh. Like as far as pirates go, I guess I don't. Yeah, I don't know that full story. Guys, is that guy in prison or is he dead? Or yeah, w which one? Both. He's dead in prison. <laughs> well, that's a different guy, isn't that? Uh, which guy? Which guy was dead in prison? Another, another controversial guy recently. The guy with the island. Huh? Epstein? Mm. Oh, okay, that guy. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the residential construction industry in the United States has seen steady growth over the past few years. According to recent reports, housing starts increased in 2020 despite the pandemic. And experts predict that this trend will continue. There is also a growing demand for energy efficient homes and sustainable building materials in the industry. Hmm. So it sounds like him. Right. Um, there are some like, I feel like there some pausing that needs to be like made like that just feels more natural. But I just think that this... Uh, technology is 
very dangerous in a way, you know, because you can essentially connect this to like a loved one and be able to chat with them in the future if they already passed. But is that really the way you're going to feel chatting with that? Because that it sounds like in this case that it, it, like say it's ChatGPT or whatever chatbot it is that's then being synthesized. It's like they can't answer any question. Like they're not there's no personality there. You'd be like yeah. You'd be like what's the square root of and so so it's your so it's your loved uh-huh. one's voice. So what? It's it's just it's just the sound of it. You're not going to be able to ask about a particular memory. You're not going to be able to ask about anything personal. It just reminds me of that like Black Mirror episode where it could gather data from like social media and populate the data and then be able to spit out like a a certain moment or event that happened and then ChatGPT or whatever AI will be able to respond with that. Oh, well certainly yeah. at, at, at a, at a certain point connecting in a emotional level. At a certain point case. you can have people with they've constantly talked about downloading one's consciousness so if you could stick a person on like an fmri machine and record memories and record all kinds of like personal recollection plus social media plus their inbox plus 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 then sure you could build a personality synthesize a voice and have it responsive to questioning Mm -hmm. but it still begs the question what is person what is the essence is it a photo is it a sound is it a the the or 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 is it their presence their actual presence instead of their virtual one uh hey it's kind of, it's like it's like a lot of it's like a lot of these questions right now uh, about the ethics of these type of things so especially yeah i mean if you if you imagine having of like a famous parent like if you're if Steve Jobs was your father or something and then but you could this could be any celebrity for that matter it's there's always there's often kind of a like an obsession that leads to these type of developments for some reason people wanted to be Steve Jobs's voice that is mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. here we are on Cult of Mac or it's going to be somebody else who's 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 gone and was beloved yeah and then you you may find out about it and maybe you didn't you wouldn't have signed off on it yourself but it doesn't really matter because the data is out there the internet is is, it continues to be sort of exposes this fact that every everything that gets spit into it is can and will be utilized in ways you can't fathom at a later Mm -hmm. date and therefore it should be considered at the time of insertion as opposed to thinking about it at a later date. Like, if everything has to become more preemptive here. If if uh-huh. there's some... some but it also begs the question, why? Why do we care about things like privacy? Why do we care about intimacy? Why do we care about private moments rather than public moments? Why Why should we protect anything from the machine do you have any um 
thoughts on someone using your voice as a chatbot? Do you care? Well, they, you, I mean, the chatbot less so, but but more so if they're able to make an indistinguishable recording and post it of me saying something I didn't say. Uh -huh. well, obviously, that would be damaging, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, we've had that before. I think we covered a story with Joe Rogan and, you know, someone used AI to make Joe Rogan promote some sort of, like, supplement that he didn't. Yeah, and that stuff's happening far more frequently. It is discernible. You can tell when it's going on. But the the way in which we interact with the web at this point and, and how we sort of gather our information, you can imagine that this will be exploited, increasingly exploited, both based in images and in sound and in video, basically everywhere. I guess at the moment it's still kind of fun. <laughs> it's still kind of fun. You can use Elon's voice or like Steve Jobs' voice, but it gets, I think, really intense when you use like a loved one's voice. There's a lot of questions there. Well, I suppose it does, but there's also been the talk of other prominent figures, like political figures, and making a political figure say something when they have a huge influence and then mm. telling people to do a certain thing, have a particular action. So there's, there's a, there's, these are all different dangers. There's like mm. the emotional danger, I suppose, of the loved one that you're mentioning, but then there's also the actual physical, societal, political danger of mm. leveraging these tools. You can imagine during a campaign, you can imagine if you're, if you're able to uh, extract the right amount of data from, the audience base that you're attempting to influence and then you can uh -huh. kind of hit them with a very specific message which is seemingly public but actually private private for them exclusively because you're able to you know, on, a, on an extremely granular level target certain people and you can just imagine the level of persuasion almost like all this k finesse mm -hmm. that that this kind of technology can be helpful in yeah. I mean, I even just think about the scammers and the scammers, spammers, bots, like even in just in that space. Oh, thank goodness for now, it's not sophisticated enough that the average person can uh -huh. spot it. But just like with scammers in the past, you sit there and you look, how did this person not know they were getting scammed? But they did. It worked. Uh -huh. So it doesn't really matter. They open their wallet up and, and it, you know, there, there seems to be a numbers game. Where if you hit enough people and the right people, you're going to get that. Mm -hmm. You're going to have the intended effect and that's going to encourage you to keep doing it and exploiting it. So Sure. USB-C is going to enable faster charging speeds for iPhone 15, but only with certified cables. They're going to keep this made for iPhone thing going. Mm -hmm. It's funny you bring up USB-C because I just shot that short with the USB-C uh, AirPods. Okay. It's not out yet. Uh uh, maybe today, I don't know. Uh, but it's just so convenient, obviously, USB-C on, on everything. Just mm -hmm. like one cable, like, never mind this rat's nest of having to keep uh, some other proprietary cable around. The one exception I have to that rule is this one right here, which is MagSafe, because it is superior in the sense of this. Like, if you kick it, the laptop doesn't go flying. So I make a slight exception there. You still okay. can, of course, charge these laptops over USB Type-C. So, so so, what if you get an extra cable in that case? 
But everywhere else, and particularly mobile devices, and particularly other Apple devices, Type C is 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 the thing. It's the way to go. It took way too long, and then it took pressure from governments to have things change. And it looks like we're now at the point where things are going to change. According to quote, Apple will optimize the performance of fast charging with USB C on iPhone 15 models, currently 14 and 14. And oh, look at that. They got me. 9 to 5 Mac. iPhone 14 and iPhone 14 support up to 20 watts. You see that well? Mm. Both iPhone 14 and iPhone 14. Uh. It's, it's amazing that, like, I read so many articles, how often it is that it isn't read over. It's just, the, I guess, the pace of the internet. Because obviously we do the same thing happens to us in headlines, and mm-hmm. it's the pace of the internet. They mean to say iPhone 14 and iPhone 14 Pro. Mm-hmm. Edit. Support up to 20 watts of maximum charging speed. What? Or do they mean plus? They mean plus. Because then they go on to say 20 watts of maximum charging speed while the Pro models support up to 27 watts. So I, I presume they mean the two of the standard iPhone 14, iPhone 14 and 14 Plus, mm. and then the Pro and Pro Max are 27 watts. It means that users will be able to recharge their iPhones faster, but only if they have the right charger. The company no longer ships the iPhone with a power adapter. So users need to buy one if they don't already have a compatible charger at home. The company's most affordable option is the 20 watt adapter, but they've also got a 31, 30 watt one, which is 39 bucks. And obviously there's third party products from our friends at Anchor that can also do this stuff in some, some cases in smaller packages and for less money. You're going to want to get at least the 30-watt one because that at least gives you the flexibility if you switch phones or need to power up something bigger. But then hmm, the problem with that is that's not the smallest charger either, or maybe it's just hard to tell. Yeah, there's no... uh, But you might as well go for the 30-watt. Interesting enough, enough, it is quite decently discounted on Amazon. Hmm. Yeah, 30 bucks Canadian. Official Apple store too. Interesting. So they know. No, that's not official. It's sold by Ideals today. Where? Right there. You go down payment. Ships from Amazon, but sold by Ideals today. Oh. Underneath the buy now button. Oh, I see. So you always got to look over there. See who's at. What, what is this? What is what is this deal? What's really going on? What's really real? Uh, anyway. Fourteen. iPhone fourteen. Fast charging is a, is a must, and it could be even faster because, you know, we goof around with all these super fast, especially at the high price points, uh-huh. super-duper fast charging. But USB-C is going to help with that, at least going to expedite the process here. Mm-hmm. iPhone 15 Pro Leak reveals unified volume button and mute button. As previously rumored, the next-generation iPhone 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max will feature a unified volume button and mute button, according to lead cat images shared in a video. On a Chinese version of TikTok, Duyen, and posted to Twitter by Shrimp Apple Pro. This is what he was trying to tell us about yesterday. Yes. We were talking about yesterday, but I feel like this needs more light. If it's just capacitive buttons and like a, a change in the switch, the mute button switch, that's a big deal. They've had that switch since the iPhone 4. Are you trying to shine some light on this right huh? now? It needs a little more light? Yeah. It needs a little more light on Our it. boy, Shrimp. <laughs> Shrimp needs more light. Yeah. I, I don't think shrimp get a lot of light, actually. Well, I think they, they're they deep down there, right? Shrimp? 
Where? In the ocean. They're deep down. I don't think they get a lot <laughs> You're of light. talking about actual shrimp? Yeah. You want to bring some more light to the shrimp. Uh, yeah, because they're deep down there. I don't know if they're deep down there. I don't know how deep they're down there. Yeah. It probably depends on the type of shrimp. Uh-huh. Those crabs are deep down there, though. Uh, yeah. Some of those crabs are way down there. Right in there. I'll tell you what. Uh, so anyway, unified button. Instead of separate buttons for volume up and volume down, iPhone 15 Pro models are expected to have a single elongated button for adjusting volume up or down. Meanwhile, the mute switch has been present since the original iPhone in 2007, and it's expected to become a mute button that can be pressed to turn the iPhone's ringer off. Okay. Mm. This looks like a different image than the one I was looking at yesterday. Maybe you, we were clicking on the old one instead of the new one, but yeah, that's pretty wild. A button instead of a... I don't know if that's better. That seems worse. You could click it by accident. The beauty of the switch was it had to be intentional. I don't know. But then on the flip side, it's a speedier one when you want to shut it up. Mm-hmm. You want to shut your phone up. Both the volume and mute buttons are rumored to have a solid-state design. Instead of physically moving, the buttons would provide haptic feedback from two additional taptic engines inside the iPhone to stimulate the feeling of movement similar to the home button on the latest iPhone SE or the force touch trackpad on modern MacBooks like this one, which it's a very convincing mm-hmm. uh, kind of click that you get from these taptic engines. They're very well done. Taptic, haptic. They, very convinced. Right, we're going to call our haptic taptic. <laughs> Sound good, Will? Uh, yeah. I don't mind that. In related news, tech reviewer Sonny Dixon has provided an additional look at the alleged front glass panels for the iPhone 15 series. The images show that the Pro models will have thinner bezels around the display and that the dynamic island will be expanded to the standard iPhone 15 model. Everybody gets a dynamic. Everybody goes to the islands. Well, Google opens up early access to ChatGPT rival Bird. Meet your new friend, Bard. Have you heard of Bard yet? Have you met Bard yet? It's my buddy. That sounds like a, a pirate realm thing. It's my buddy. You know? That's my you buddy. You visit the pirate, you visit the Bard. Yo, it's my buddy Bard. Yeah. Right here. Homeboy Bard. You ever, easy. <laughs> you ever met Bard? Uh, here are our first impressions. Users in the US and UK can join a wait list for access, but Google's rolling out Bard with caution and stressing that AI chatbot is not a replacement for search. Hey, guys, we're still a search company. Go and search, please, uh, because we have a huge advantage in that in that territory. Let's not just do a Bard versus uh, OpenAI. Let's not just do that comparison. We do other stuff, like YouTube, Android, remember us? So here's what their prompt says. Bard is, is an experiment. As you try Bard, please remember, Bard will not always get it right. Bard may give inaccurate or inappropriate responses. When in doubt, use the Google it button to check Bard's response. So now we're we're uh, spell we're spell checking Bard. We're, yeah. we're we're checking Bard's sources. We're like you sound a little bit off there, buddy Bard. Uh, like OpenAI's ChatGPT and Microsoft's Bing Chatbot, Bard offers users a blank text box and an invitation to ask questions about any topic they like. However, given the well-documented tendency of these bots to invent information, Google is stressing that Bard is not a replacement for its search engine, but rather 
a compliment to search, a bot that users can bounce ideas off, generate writing drafts, or just chat about life with. Yeah, well, why just go chat about life? Don't you need a place, an outlet to just chat about life? Um, we got lots of options now. I don't mind that. Go talk to Bart you know, about just getting life. information about pirates or something. Go talk to Bart about no, 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 huh? no, no. The deeper, I can't. The deeper questions. Well, I want you to ask Bart about life. Oh, okay. I want you to ask Chat GPT about life tell me about life people have already done it they try to push the boundaries mm -hmm. far extremities as with chat gpt and bing there's also a prominent disclaimer underneath the main text box warning users it may even be offensive you may be offended you may be offended with uh, what i'm about to say that's okay for me but in, in all honesty 2023 will yeah. you got to put that disclaimer and everything you got to put that disclaimer the way you've been talking i right, should man. way you've been chatting disclaimer. <laughs> yeah the way you've been talking over there there might be offensive topics you've been you've been walking you've and been opinions. you've been walking a fine line lately um well yeah it's always a tight rope you've been walking a fine line lately yeah People been noticing. I see it in the chat all the time. I take a look at the chat. Is Easy, it? Will. Exactly. Yeah. They say, damn, that dude is getting real yeah. close. He's flying a little close to the sun there. Uh-huh. He might get burned. Getting a little toasty. He might get burned. You're not ready to get burned, Will. Yeah. Is Putin using a body double? <laughs> Listen here. Skeptics say spotting a decoy is all in the ears. It's like... This is like an AI. It's all in the hands. Uh -huh, yeah. AI, That's look at the hands. Yeah. Human decoy, look at the ears. Yeah. Well, the ears are more likely to show up in photos of prominent individuals because they're not usually showing off their hands anyway. Mm -hmm. The ear is there so long as the face and head are there. And they could do plastic surgery with the face, but apparently it's really hard for the ears. Almost impossible. To, to make it look exactly the same as someone else. Because you got all these weird folding stuff going on. Yeah, Ears it's very complex. strange. So there's a conspiracy out there that uh, Putin has been, like, having multiple, like, versions of himself. Hell yeah. In uh, Ukraine territory. You know? And that's... It's been done before, this kind of stuff. Yeah, the body double. No, I see it all the time. I saw a clip with uh, uh, Zelensky where there's a guy dressed exactly like him. Yeah. He doesn't look exactly like him, but enough so from a distance. And then and then he stops at one point and the real guy picks up the rest of the way as the cameras. It's safety stuff, right? They don't, they're not trying to get assassinated or yeah. whatever. So they got to have these doubles going on, these decoys. This is Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong got the body double. Oh, he's probably got 10 body doubles. Yeah. And they look alike here. Yeah, it, it all depends yeah. on the distance, proximity, point of view, whether or not you're going to buy it. But for, I suppose, safety purposes, it might not have to look exactly identical. Now, the reason they're bringing up Vladimir here is because he was visiting some, some areas in mm -hmm. devastated areas in Ukraine there. Mm-hmm. Surprise video, uh, visit to occupied areas of Ukraine this weekend. The trip to the besieged region renewed claims that Putin uses body doubles 
for public appearances. Skeptics believe his doubles have had surgery to look like him and point to his ears as proof. Wow. Petro Andrushchenko, an advisor to the mayor of Mariupol, uh, the besieged Ukrainian city, wrote on Telegram that Putin or one of his doubles had paid an overnight visit to the occupied region. The original article had been updated to remove references to Putin using a body double. The Washington Post did not immediately respond to the request for comment about why the article was updated. However, the Post isn't the first publication to reference the possibility of a Putin body double. While the conspiracy may sound wild, there are elements of truth to it. Political decoys are sometimes used on the international stage, and people can be identified by certain measurements of their ears. Wow. Well, everyone's going to figure me out now. I haven't been in a video in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're dead. The one thing that gives them away is their height. It's visible in videos and pictures, also gesturing, body language, and earlobes, since they are unique for every person. No two earlobes created equal. Huh. It makes me think, like, how do we know if um, he's still alive even? Could be a double. Living a life. Yeah. Why do you think we wear these headphones? Yeah, we don't show our ears. Never, never <laughs> seen them. We're cloned. You never saw anything. Uh, Some, somebody said that in the chat. Shout out. So this is a video of it? Um, Let me see if I call body doubler. I see an ear. Yeah. Ear looks a little... Hmm. And talking... And driving? So Putin is actually driving? Yeah. So that's surprising. Supposedly, Putin visited Mariupol, went through 10 articles on various Russian media sites and didn't find any evidence of it. This is the only video of his visit. He's at the wheel driving through the streets, but it's, I mean, you can barely even see him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then it says, looks legit with a bunch of laughing and they say look at the ears wow yeah it goes pretty deep look at the ears they say god those ears are pretty close though they're yeah or is that the same ear is that putin both times that well that's the right ear and that's the left ear right so it's really hard to tell what does this caption say Ears are like thumbprints. Which one matches? Okay, so they're saying that's Putin's ear. And then let's go look at the other guy's ear in the video clip. That's so hard to tell. I think it's a different ear, man. Is that what, is that, well, is that what we're getting at here? I don't know. Or it's bent over more, but maybe it's just the angle. Yeah. But also, how am I supposed to even know that that driving clip is Ukraine? Like, based on what? The surroundings? The The... the the watermark in the corner, the hotel over there in the distance. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, there's probably so much evidence and stuff here that we would have to dive into. Mm-hmm. You probably got people all fired up now trying to figure out what's really real as per usual yeah. on this show. What is really real? That's our subtext to our headline. This might be real. Netflix is underway on cloud gaming work aims to bring games to any Netflix device that you have. Ooh, game streaming service via Netflix, leveraging all of their fancy IP, maybe getting involved in game development, 
or maybe just licensing stuff and saying, "Hey, you're already streaming it. You're in streaming on your you're streaming it on your Nvidia stuff. You're streaming it on your uh, Xbox uh, Game Pass. You're streaming it on your uh, PSN. You're streaming it over here. Why don't you? Why can't you stream it over here?" Yeah, I think they license uh, Monument Valley, which is a really popular game. So they didn't, they didn't make it. But right. They so the, they could go either way with their business, depending what's more profitable. Uh, Google famously had issues trying to figure out. They bought like some smaller studios and they're like, oh, my God, making games is hard. We're, <laughs> we're, out, we're out. We're out. We're like two scandals away from being demolished. We're out. <laughs> we're out of here. Speaking to members of the media during a briefing this week, Netflix VP of external games... Leanne Loom offered an update on the company's efforts in cloud gaming. Here's a quote. We are primarily focused on mobile today. We are still very early in our journey and learning what kind of games our members are looking to play. We did announce towards the end of last year that we were, we are working on our own cloud streaming technology. So that is underway. Again, we are very clearly in that side of our journey, but we are committed to making sure that games can be played wherever you have Netflix. We do believe that cloud gaming will enable us to provide that easy access to games on any screen. Our overall vision is that our members can play games on any Netflix device they have. And they have an enormous user base in terms of installed base. It's all over the place. Every smart TV, every iOS, Android device, every laptop, every web browser, every Netflix is everywhere. And what doesn't stop them or what stops them from pivoting to like just gaming in general? Nothing can stop me. Nothing. You know, if they have the money and well, they have the audience. I'm all the way up. Okay. Nothing can stop me. And and they've had to pivot recently they go they no one thought they were going to go to ads and a discounted a discounted subscription but guess what things got competitive and people were canceling and then they had to get the profit margins going because they weren't adding as many new users so then they were sitting there saying um well you can't share passwords anymore and it was a lot of just attention like that and then you want to have something a little bit more uh in, in, in the other column, which is look at the new stuff we're working on. And this lets them do that. It says they could put out their own controller, mm -hmm. have an interface via Bluetooth across all these devices. Mm -hmm. They think about the type of stuff they could do. Netflix doesn't need to be what Net Netflix has been. It can be a lot of things. And if they want to keep playing ball, let me tell you what. World Baseball Classic, actually, speaking of ball, Japan, mm -hmm. in walk-off fashion, beat Mexico last night. It was quite the event. Okay. It'll now be Japan versus the U.S. in the finals. First time Japan's been in the finals of a World Baseball Classic since, I believe, 2006, or maybe it was 2009. But it's been a while. Okay, okay. So, you know, I know you're a big baseball guy. You know Japan. Do you know that Japan has arguably the biggest baseball star in the world right now? Really? On their team. Um, Go ahead. Who is that? I offended you. <laughs> I don't even continue this show until you figure this one out. Otani. Yeah, show hey. 
and he might pitch in the finals. I don't know if they announced okay, it. I don't yeah, know if yeah. they announced anything. He's the double threat, double action. Okay. He pitches and hits. He hits bombs and he strikes you out. Wow. Okay. Nobody does that. You win MVPs when you do that. Well, I don't want to mess with him. You know, you don't mess as with well him. As Blackbeard. You don't mess with him. No. Anyway, he's got his squad going. Okay. And they got they got going to be up against a tough. USA team. I'll tell you what. Holy when crap. is it? You got Mookie Betts going. You got Mike Trout going, and they're doing it for all the marbles here. When is it? Well, you might as well. We might as well advertise it here. <laughs> okay. We might as well advertise it. I mean, today's Tuesday. Would they do it on a Tuesday? No, it's got to be. Is it going to be tomorrow? Maybe. Maybe it is today. Where is it held? It's in Miami. Uh, it was all over the place. Uh, some of it was going on. Holy crap! Is it today? I'm going to have to skip my, uh, I'm going to have to throw that on. 7 p.m. Eastern? Yeah, but are they, is it saying today? Uh, it does sound like today. Huh? March 21st, today. Holy crap. All right, I get right to it. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, if you have, yeah, 7 p.m., go ahead, give it a crack. Some people are mad about it, though, because the guy was jumping up and down. And uh, I'm talking about Diaz, the number one closer. He was jumping up and down. After, did you hear about this? But it was a walk-off, right? No, no, this is a different oh, story. Now, I'm going to an earlier game. He was jumping up and down in celebration of a previous game. This is not, this event is not what these guys get paid for, right? They get paid for the season, for playing for their teams. Anyway, uh -huh. this guy, Diaz, like the sickest closer he got the song do 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 Okay. Then he comes walking out and you're just like, oh God, I'm dead. So he's jumping up and down during the celebration. He hurts his knee in the celebration. And now he's gonna miss the entire actual season because he's playing in this he was playing in this tournament and it became controversial in the sports world. Oh. Well, that's pretty funny, eh? I, I can't help but um, feel... He wanted to play for his country. You can't blame him, but but the fans of the actual team he was supposed to be it's pitching like, for... It's like, what are you doing, guy? Come on. No, man, it was serious. It was tears and everything. It was serious. His his brother was there because for them, their body is their life, Will. Yeah. He wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like cr the craziest celebration. They were just kind of, you know, how you might celebrate, Will. Yeah. They just kind of jump. Uh -huh. You'll watch the clip. You'll be like, wow, how did that happen there? He tore his patellar tendon, I believe. Surgery? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's oh, missing the whole man. season, Will. Poor he's guy. he's The season hasn't even started yet. The actual MLB season hasn't even started yet, and he's going to miss the whole thing. Oh, man. That sucks. Anyways, Netflix. Um, they're good at pivoting. So good luck to them. Mm. Well... Everybody wants your gaming. I was gaming. Did you game last night? I was gaming. Really? It didn't go as well. Okay. I don't know. I feel your pain. I don't know if they gave us, like, tougher opponents now. Cause, yeah, because you move up. Because I was, like, 8-0. and oh. Yeah. And I think they started giving, they're like, this guy thing. This, this guy's guy winning too much. This guy over here. And so, I think they gave us tougher opponents. And then, so, me and, and so, 
my uh, older son was just yelling at me. He's just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, man, I need, I need you to play a certain kind of tank here. I can't, you can't be rolling around with that wrecking ball. Yeah. He, he's rolling around. Well, yeah. I need to know There's where. a strategy there. I need to know where my tank is so I can stay near him and feel cozy. Yeah. And get my damage in. And he's like, look at my stat line. And I'm like, I don't want to look at your stat line. We lost. Yeah. The only stat line I care about, did we win or did we lose? Stat line. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Stat line. Can you imagine a guy comes off the professional match? Take a look at the personal stat line. Lost. Yeah. That's the only stat that should matter in that case. That's right. You yeah. Tell him. Well, that's what I told I, him. I agree. That's why I told him. I said, are we here to win or are we here to lose? Are we here to talk about stat lines? What are we here for? Uh-huh. No, we're here, to, we're here to move that payload, sir. Mm-hmm. So we're here for. But it's the hamster's job to do that. No, the hamster is just booting around too much. That's what they do. I don't want a hamster. Unless it's one of these levels where you can knock all these people off. I don't want a hamster. I want to see that tank. I want to be near that tank. But they they don't offer any shield or anything, but they're good distractions. Maybe they draw some fire. They they pick out the healers. Maybe draw some fire. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with ball. Listen, all right, it's fine, okay? He he already made all these arguments. Anything you're going to tell me, he made it times 10. Yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that I, like... As a damage guy, player, weak player, I like to have certain tanks with me. Who's your guy? Um, if if he has Reinhardt with him, we're not going to lose. Okay. We're not yeah. going to lose if he has that tank with him. And even he had this other dude where he could kind of like place shields. Okay. Is that Ramatra? Can he place a yeah, shield? Yeah. Yeah, we dominate with that. I just can't have this ball booting around. Well, you got to adapt. No, I'm not. Uh, you no, got to nope. go around the no, no, enemy team. That is a poor strategy if you expect the flank. if you're if you expect the weakest player to adapt. No, that is poor strategy. You're going to lose. Oh, hey, 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 hey <laughs> weakest player, you have 8 games in. Please adapt. No, I mean, he the, the thing is the the problem and the good part about this game is the bad part about this game, which is this constant allure of never playing the same character twice. Like that's what you, that's what these youngsters love to do. They they oh, I'm gonna do this guy now. Now I'm doing that guy. Now I'm doing this guy. Now I'm doing that guy. Well, here's me, a yeah, part of their team. I, I yeah, I'm set with my ways too. But here's me. <laughs> I'm a part of this game. I've had eight. I have eight games. So I have like I don't know an hour of gameplay. Uh huh. They got like freaking. They got like hundred hours or whatever the hell they have uh-huh. over there. And it's like, well, you should know what Soldier's supposed to do when he's playing with... No! What are you, crazy? How is that guy going to know? Yeah. How's that guy going to know? Well, you got to level up. Because they seem to be like miles ahead. Yeah, yeah, Will, I got to figure out how to put 100 hours into... Can you uh, just do that real quick? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Get up to GM level. I'm going to just put 100 hours over there. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't mind gaming as well. I think I can help you out. Listen. You know, because you need help. Listen, 
they're the only there's only one help for me which is somehow adjusting my entire lifestyle to somehow allow for a hundred hours of gaming that's it that's the only help mm-hmm. that i could Maybe possibly do get. a live stream or something Learn. A daily live stream, oh, right, okay. six hours yeah all of a sudden i'm sick i'm like no it's work look it's work uh-huh yeah but the problem is if i did that then i would hate it because it's because it's, it's not work right now it's just like my kids thing that's the reason i'm into it uh-huh. let's be fair like that's the reason there's no way I'm reaching for this unless they're getting a kick out of it. Sure, sure. They're getting a kick out of it. And so long as I'm there, I'm going to play. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm not going to roll over and die. I'm going to play. Yeah. As long as I'm there, but I'm not going to, it's just not going to, it's not going to be 100 hours. Okay. Truck drivers don't believe the Tesla Cybertruck is a real truck. You mean a real, like a real truck that it's vapor? It hasn't because it hasn't shipped, or do you mean a real truck compared to like F one fifty or something? Well, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. It does seem like something new. It fits the rough form factor of a truck, but it's also electric, and the interior is like it's not typical truck by any means. Right. But if you see a Model 3, like, do you call it a sedan as well? Do you consider it that? Car. Or like a, a... I just say car. Okay. Or like a Model S. Do you think it's a sports car? Car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I see cars, I see trucks, and I see SUVs. Yeah. That's what I see when I look over there. And, uh-huh. and the odd van. Historically, truck drivers have been more resistant to the electric transition... And there's a good reason for that. Well, truck drivers are a very specific bunch because it's all about the utility, flexibility, um, you know, like when I was when I was driving driving around that Tesla in the winter, like I just really wished that, that I had my truck mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it was there's something about just whipping stuff in the bed of it and like messy stuff. It's just a different feeling you have with it. Mm-hmm. You're never really concerned. Everyone's like, oh, it's snowing. Oh, dear. And you're just like, yeah, that's cool. Where we got to go? I got to go to Pickering? Okay. Uh-huh. You're not. It's yeah, just there's a confidence there. Different mindset. And it's a it's a combination of things. It's not just having bigger tires and four-wheel drive. That's a big part of it. It's also about having ground clearance. It's about, uh, and in, in, some, in some ways, I would say it's about having a gas-powered vehicle to a certain extent. Because it's readily available, even if you're out in rural areas, which a lot of truck owners are. You don't have to, like, be scared of the cold. No, when, when, you, when you hit that heater in your truck, when in your gas-powered vehicle, it's just humming along. You, all these things that you take for granted, and then you're in an EV, and you're just, you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Uh-huh. Like this, you're, you're, you're getting cold air out of the thing or like warm instead of hot. And then your battery is just getting smashed. And then your heated seat, you're like, please, please. But you tried the Hummer EV. Do you think it's a truck? You had it for like a good. Yeah, but it week. wasn't in the winter either. Yeah. The winter really changed my EV thing a little bit. Okay. The Canadian winter changed my EV impression a little bit. It doesn't mean I don't like it. It doesn't mean I don't drive it. It doesn't mean it's not doable. It just was like, okay, it's not better in every way. Mm-hmm. Just be honest with it. It's not better in every way. Uh, here we have a survey showing that 35% of truck drivers are considering going electric. 
Well, I think this is one of the reasons why Ford did the traditional looking truck because they already knew there was apprehension there. Well, they're like, hey, if it looks like an F-150, but happens to be electric, maybe some people go for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a real, it's a real range thing. If once we, or should I say range or charge infrastructure or it's, it, when, you're, when you're using something for work, the way you look at it is totally different. Like it when has to be practical. Yeah, when you're an enthusiast in Tesla, you are, it's almost novel. All your little stops and rooting your thing. And when it's recreational, it's different. But when it's work, if you got to be somewhere on a particular job site at a particular time, and all of a sudden your range isn't what you thought it was when you went to bed, oh, well, that, that's getting ugly quick. Mm-hmm. So there's some things that got to get figured out over there. But anyway, here's the infograph. Uh, when do truck drivers see themselves making the switch to electric? 2% say within the next year. 25% say in the next two to three years. 30% say four to five years. And 18% say more than six years from now. So they ain't ready. And uh, some popular ones here. Popular electric pickup trucks that current truck drivers are most excited about. Number one, F-150 Lightning. Number two, Tesla Cybertruck. Three, Silverado EV. Four, Tacoma EV. Five, Rivian R1T. Six, GMC Sierra EV. And seven, canoe pickup truck. Oh, the canoe pickup truck got in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cybertruck will be interesting when it actually hits the roads. It'll take a while for people to fully embrace it and say, that's a real thing that exists. But it's going to go from zero to 100 real quick, just like Drake said. But does that matter? You know, I don't mean that. I didn't mean the speed. Okay, okay. I meant the actual proliferation, (laughs) and I meant in the same way that we have. We went from oh, there's a Tesla on my street to oh, there's a thousand Uh that's going to happen with the Cybertruck, and then people are going to stop talking about the way it looks, and they're going to hate it. People are going to just hate it because it's going to hit so fast and so far Mm -hmm. that they're just going to be like, man, I remember the world before every other door had one of those Cybertrucks. So 44% of people think the Cybertruck is a truck and 56% is a no. So that's interesting insight. Ford releases fully electric sub 50K Explorer SUV, but it's in the wrong market. What? Ford finally took the sheets off its new midsize electric SUV attribute to the automaker's best-selling Explorer. I've actually had a couple of people bring this up to me, say they're excited for this. The American automaker had a big year in 2022, selling just under 62,000 EVs. However, Ford is looking to carry its success overseas. Ford partnered with Volkswagen in 2020 to use the German automaker's modular electric drive matrix electric vehicle platform with plans to launch two fully electric vehicles and help expand its position in Europe. They keep cutting these deals, Will. Yeah. So that they can get there faster. I don't like the look of this. You don't like it? No. Okay. You? I like the front of it. Hmm. I don't know if I do. I don't think I do. <laughs> okay. Maybe the back maybe, is... Is it the color? Uh, maybe the back is okay. I hate the color. Maybe that's killing me. The wheels, maybe? It's probably the color, the wheels. I, don't I need mind the front. I need the Explorer ST version of it. Okay. Side profile, I don't mind. Okay. This is okay. I, I guess I don't like the front of it. You don't like the front? I okay. guess not. I guess that's what it is. It maybe dips too hard in the center. Anyway, 
whatever it's preference. The Look at the big display, nice. big portrait display in there. A lot of people are going to want one of these. You know how yeah. it is. Yeah. You see the ambient lighting over there? Explorer so, is a pretty name brand. I think a lot of people have Explorer. The cops have a ton of uh, Explorers. Imagine if the cops go for EV. Yeah. Well, that's probably a long time coming because they got all the same problems. It's got like a giant display in the center. Kind of like the old Tesla. The P100D or something. Yeah, well, they they already have the portrait display in, in their other, like, Mustang, right, Mach-E. Right, right. They, they are kind of committed to this portrait. This one doesn't have the knob either, like the Mustang. So I suppose the problem here is the fact that it is looking like it's getting released in Europe prior to being released here, which is really weird Yeah, for an American car company. It looks better in motion, too. The new five-seat family SUV combines American design with top-notch German engineering, resulting in a futuristic, stylish, mid-size crossover. There won't be a seven-seater offered, at least initially, in what would appear to be a missed opportunity. Force says the new electric SUV is fully equipped for family road trips with a supersized movable touchscreen and 470 liters of storage. And uh, advanced driver assistant technology probably got your autonomous stuff going on. But it's going to go to Europe first. What part of Europe does it say? Does it say across Europe? Two different trims. Explore uh steeped in our American roots, but built for built in Cologne, which is in Germany, for customers in Europe. Okay. Mm. Well, I think it's still probably a good sign for North Americans because they're probably gonna get it sometime soon. That looks sick. That's a Polestar 2 BST edition, 230, a sleek EV design upgrade. I just now you speak about colors. I like this color a lot. This like sage green Okay. Uh, yeah. more it's more really flat. Flat kind of. Polestar, I think we've seen some phones in this color. Polestar is no stranger to special edition versions of its electric vehicles. Last year, the brand launched the Polestar 2 BST Edition 270, and now it's releasing the limited Polestar 2 BST Edition 230. Performance-wise, the important numbers are the same as the previous BST model, 476 horsepower, uh, 502 pound-feet of torque, 0 to 60 in 4.2 seconds, and 25 millimeters lower ride height than the regular Polestar 2. It's weird. You got this really performance-oriented edition, but it's compared to other EVs, not that quick. Mm -hmm. Like 4.2 seconds rather than something closer to 3. Or... Yeah. It's a little weird, Maybe right? You got a racing stripe on it. No, I mean, it's just not enough horsepower. It's, yeah. it's more practical, but they're calling the color Nebula Green. And they're also going to sell it in plain old black or space. And you can order a racing stripe on it. Polestar's hoping to pull out all the creative stops to give dedicated Polestar fans the option for something slightly wackier than the standard white, gray, or black that people are used to. I like it. I think it's cool. I like personalization. I like differentiation in the space. Like I keep saying to you, it's, it, there's just, it's not another Tesla, okay? So that's cool. Yeah. And we both have Teslas. And, and I would love to see something other than Teslas on the road. I'll tell you that right now. And I always like, you know, the uh, design language for Polestar. Yeah. They, they have like a really like modern, clean vibe that's like not smooth. It's kind of angular as well. I was going to say the word angular. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. So yeah. good on them. Good on them. 
Not an oil change or brake pad replacement, but a Ferrari owner paid an astonishing $10,000 to replace the sticky buttons. Frustrated with this, he sold his Italian supercar. So he he made a complaint, I suppose, uh, about sticky buttons. Is that correct, Will? Yeah. And Ferrari said, that'll be 10 grand. Uh Uh-huh. To which he said, screw you, I'm selling. Owning an exotic car is a very expensive affair. This is true. The sticker price of a high-performance car like this one, uh, well, they don't actually list the sticker price, but you are obviously no 300 grand, 400 grand, whatever. Uh, and here's a service bill. So the smallest of issues can easily cost thousands of dollars to fix a person by the name of Jerry Moss recently posted about his ordeal on Facebook, talking about how it cost him close to 10000 just to fix some malfunctioning buttons inside his Ferrari. Well, you can see the big cost there is refinishing of all interior pieces is 7542 So that's a big chunk of the total amount. It's not the parts. It's refinishing, which is weird. I guess to take it apart, there's damage and or it has to be, what, polished, painted? I don't know. Refinishing of all interior pieces. That, that sounds to me like they have to paint them. Paint the pieces? Anyway. Uh, yeah, well, listen, it's always percentage-based. It's like, hey, your car costs this much, this is how much it'll cost for a button. It's all in reference to the total amount. The more expensive something is, the more expensive it is to fix. cheaper something is, the cheaper it is to fix or replace, for that matter. If that's the case and you had a Ferrari, would you try to do it yourself since you're a plumber and all? I don't know, actually, because... I have a feeling that they they have some pretty strict rules around that. In other words, you've heard of them trying to cut off people from ever buying another one Mm -hmm. in their lives because they modded theirs. Or just leave it. I don't know. The the thing is so expensive to begin with that if you're going to try to do some service yourself, you may do more harm than good in terms of the eventual sale price of it Mm -hmm. because it's not performed by like an official technician. So this guy, knowing that he was going to sell it anyways, or deciding that he would sell it instead, will probably like just get it done with, with the official sign off, and then I'm going to get rid of this frustration in my life and sell it off. Mm-hmm. J.P. Morgan Chase thought it had 1.3 million dollars worth of nickel stored in a warehouse. A closer examine examination revealed bags of stones. Whoa, Weird, they had. Huh? They had, uh, they got duped. Yeah. The bait and switch. No one decided to open them and just check. Are they nickels or stones? Turns out that J.P. Morgan's bags of nickel are actually bags of stone. J.P. Morgan Chase kept bags of stones in a warehouse thinking they were nickel. Imagine, they're paying to store stones yeah. in an expensive warehouse. The London Metal Exchange revealed Friday that the bags contained stones instead of nickels. nickel. The owner of the bags is J.P. Morgan Chase... Uh, an operator for the warehouse weighed bags that were thought to contain 54 metric tons of nickel, only to find that they were filled with stones. Unlucky owner of those bags, J.P. Morgan Chase, had they contained nickel, the bags would have been worth $1.3 million and represent 0.14% of the actual nickel inventories. Mm. Huh. What are the stones worth? Well, they don't say. 
probably not $1.3 million. <laughs> In an industry riddled with scandals, the LME's contracts are viewed as unquestionably, unquestionably safe. The LME first announced the mix-up last Friday, but didn't disclose the owner of the bags. Now it brings into question, Will, whose metals are real? They just uh -huh. say, oh, we got all these gold reserves, nickel reserves, copper reserves. It's like, mm -hmm. are you sure you don't have bags of stone? Yeah. Who's, who's going to check them? Who's watching the Watchmen, Will? Yeah. But wouldn't you, if you're weighing them, wouldn't you hear it in like those bags if it's nickel compared to stones? I, I don't know. There, I think the nickel is actually in briquettes that are small and it probably has, they, they've probably, I doubt that these, are these pictures of the actual stone? Or is this I don't just think a so. general picture of stone? Because well, this is from Getty Images. I would I assume that so. if you were going to do a $1.3 million scam, you would make sure that it's something close, relatively close. Yeah. Very strange. Coke wants fans to use ChatGPT and Dali to create brand artwork. Create Real Magic campaign marks Coke's first use of AI technologies. Well, they were getting some love on the web for the... They said there was an AI element in their recent commercial hmm. because it was like modifying all those famous artworks now they want you to be the artist i suppose by utilizing ai they just want to get on an ai train they're just like don't forget about us we're cool too hey you notice how nfts just became ai it just became dolly it just sure. became mid-journey it just became chat gpt uh -huh. all the hype that was nfts just went straight over there it's like the artists were at a peak. They were at an all-time high. It was like, art is real. Art is now. I, this, it finally came around. They said, don't. They said, never give up. Like, hey, we were, the payday was coming. We cashed it. Like, this is us now. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And then everyone's like, uh. And then they're like, you know what? Actually, we feel like computers should just do that stuff. And the whole NFT thing, we're not really into that anymore. So actually, everybody's an artist now because AI will just do whatever they say and we'll all accept whatever this inferior output is. Like, we'll just all have like 20 fingers and won't even really matter. Uh -huh. And they were like, what? We were just having like community groups and we were having- We were winning. Twitter spaces. Hard work, remember? Twitter spaces with each other about all our new creations we were minting. Uh-huh. And people were like, meh. <laughs> That's- that's the phrase of 2023. Meh. 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 Like, yeah, that's cool. That's fine. Yeah. It's, it's great. And then the brands are the same. The brands were, and, and companies and celebrities and everybody was rushing into the NFT space. They're like, I think we had to do something over there. They're just talking about it. Biggest thing. And then as that faded and this picked up steam, now all those marketing departments are sitting around saying, what's our play in, oh, do we have a play in AI? And they're like, you know, you're selling a sugary beverage. Like, what's our play in AI? Yeah. And they're like, all that matters. Let's do a contest. Okay, cool. Create real magic. Show people how to use AI. Here's the assets. Ask for whatever you want. See what it spits out. And look, you're an artist too. You get a trophy too. An astronaut reach for a Coca Cola in space, cinematic lighting, octane. Boom. Art done. You see that, Will? Art done. And you have to have the Coke bottle? Campaign is done. Your art is done. Campaign is done. Don't pay an artist. What are you crazy? Oh. Don't buy an NFT. What are you crazy? 
You guys know I'm being sarcastic right now, but I'm telling you the truth, what's going on in the world. What I do, what I try to do. It's amazing how, 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 man, the 180 on that front. Yeah, so quick. Art is real. Art is a, it's a, it's, it's a renaissance. The artist has never been where they are today with NFTs, and then everyone's like, meh. Autogen. <laughs> Autogen is cool too. They're like, but what about collectibles and autogens? Fine. It's fine. Yeah. Just deal with that. Uh-huh. It's like autogen. It's like YouTube versus Vimeo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no. High margin, low volume, limited. And I was like, nah. Images, pictures, boom, next, next, next. Swipe, 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 swipe. Collect. I'm dead. Yeah. Collect. I'm dead. I'm not here long enough to collect. Um, speaking on the topic of AI, um, instead of images, now they're doing video. Who is? This uh, company called Runway. Oh, really? Yeah. They do... Uh, Let me see it. Video. Not too long ago, Runway pushed the boundaries of generative AI with Gen 1 a video-to-video model that allows you to use words and images to generate new videos out of existing ones. In the weeks since launching, the model has constantly gotten better. Better temporal consistency, better fidelity, better results. And as more and more people gained access, we unlocked entirely new use cases and displays of creativity. And today, we're excited to announce our biggest unlock yet. Text to video with Gen 2. Now you can generate a video with nothing but words. No driving video, no input. Gen 2 represents yet another major research milestone and another monumental step forward for generative AI. With Gen 2, anyone, anywhere can suddenly realize entire worlds, animations, stories, anything you can imagine. Gen 2, coming very soon to RunwayML.com. That's very epic. Eh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, when is the... Inevitable, yeah. The full AI movie, when is it coming out? Inevitable. Inevitable, yeah. Aerial I think it's coming out this year. Dude, it's going to be like, what is what? You know, what is what? I mean, every, at this point. Every it, single time you see something, hear something, is that, oh, is that a real, was that, it's like when you watch a movie as a kid and, and it's like, and someone says, based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be based on something. Mm-hmm. It's like based on a shot in the snow of a guy in Manhattan. Based on our old recollection and data set of what humans actually did or looked like, or based on an expression of a human face of what a human face might look like if a human face were capable of expression anymore. Mm-hmm. Based on, not exactly, but based on. And uh-huh. we're like, ah, okay. I mean, it's not there yet. You can kind of see there's a lot of artifacts. But, you know, 
maybe in a couple months, maybe in a couple years, it could be quite impressive. I mean, look at that. Source video to like this. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this could be in like a music video right now. Yeah, of course he could. You know, this this kind of stuff Probably maybe will in be. like B-roll. Probably will be. What's what like can anyone copyright anything anymore? Is that done? Can you copyright anything? Oh dude, this is impress impressive too. How do you like they're just using books as skyscrapers? It turns into skyscrapers, yeah. It yeah, how do you copy like what what is the point? People will just reach for stuff that isn't. People will just reach for whatever's easier. Like, I, what I don't understand is, yes, it's transformative and it's different, but it's also just polka dots on a dog. It's like it's glitching out or something. But, it, it, like, at what point is it new and original? And I mean, it's never original. You can't definitely can't. Courts seem to think that you can't copyright the newly generated material. Uh -huh. So anybody can do anything. But my point is, it's so in some cases it's so close to the original that you really feel that maybe it's not transformative enough, and it's gonna just the legal stuff is gonna get funky. What do you it? think about this character? <laughs> That's a weird one. Yeah, dude, this is. Um, I feel like this is also very scary. Also, add it to the scary category. Yeah. The also category. I mean, good luck to them. <laughs> I can't wait for their next uh, movie. Or a movie coming up. All right, last one. This one is more uh, human. <laughs> oh, If sick. you can believe it or not. Amazingly realistic animal. Sand sculptures come alive on shore. Oh, I thought that was a real horse. It's made of sand. <laughs> wow. God, how many hours? See, there's the artist right there. No AI necessary, uh -huh. as far as we can tell. Yeah. Jeez, the face and head, that's the tough part. I mean, like, the leg and the body, you can get it. You can imagine it. But what's wild about these, and I think the reason it'll stop you in your tracks is because you realize it's just sand and you realize it's going to just melt away. Like, it's going to... It's not. It's so temporary. It's so yeah. much work, but yet so temporary. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, it does fine-tuning it. I don't know what the amount of time is. Did they say how long it takes to make one of these? Is it one day, two days, a week? Like, you're going to need the right weather forecast to be yeah. tackling that. My guess is that it's a while. <laughs> it's a while. But but then, you like I said, then you're going to have to check the weather forecast. Uh -huh. They all end up looking kind of dead, though. Hey? Well, I mean, they're, they have to be lying down. If but, you're creating like a four-legged creature, it can't be standing up, right? Why does this one's face look so dead, though? Like it's smashed into the, into the pavement. It's got to be resting somehow. Yeah, you're right. It does. This is, this is a difficult challenge over here. It's kind of challenging doing that. And making them look less dead. I wonder if those are real horns. Like, if you're walking past this, you think, holy crap, there's a dead animal over there. <laughs> yeah, I would. I'd be freaked out. You'd be thinking. Yeah. 
So here's the Instagram page if you want to go check it out. Wow, Jaguar looks wild. Can and pronounce his name. Andoni Bestarica Artista. That's his thing. He goes in the sand. It's his whole deal. Oh, play one of the videos as well. Maybe he's going to give us some angles on the crocodile or the hippo. Oh, it's just a slideshow. How do they get the sand a different color? Spray paint? Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, I'm just I'm just guessing. This is one of those things where you get started down a path. You make one... See, that one doesn't look dead because alligators sort of sit like that. Yeah. This is one of those sleeping. ones where you make one and it's small and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then you keep... Some of those look a little more like loungy and less dead. Uh-huh. Anyway. The the cat that one is the most dead. <laughs> it's just flopped over. But anyway, and then all of a sudden you just get bigger and bigger with it and you get carried away with it. And next thing you know. Yeah, you, you gotta appreciate something like this. Next all thing the you hard know. work that goes into it. And it's temporary. It's not gonna last forever. A couple of weeks at best. I don't even know and about that. And then it starts drying out. I, I, I'm thinking more of just rain coming and washing it away. Yeah. But, I don't know. This kind of art is really um, cool. Just temporary art. Somebody here in the chat says he actually kills these animals and then just cut, uh, pour sand <laughs> over top of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're convincing. Yeah. <laughs> the mermaid? Whoa. Easy, well, oh, easy over here. Wow, he's done a lot of them, eh? This video doesn't. <laughs> well, can you, okay, can you cut okay, this okay, off, okay, dude? Okay. What are you doing here, man? Uh, giant hands. Jeez, dude. Now, well, now our thing is blocked. <laughs> like, Jesus, man. Go check out the um, Instagram page. <laughs> All right, it's time to go offset our carbon. Thank you very much to join, for everybody who joined here today, to everybody who joined here today, for everybody who joined here today, and from everybody who joined here today. That is yet another episode of Lou Later. Episode number 4078. Uh, appreciate all the super chats and other chats and all the chats. Appreciate everybody who watches live with us, who joins us live via the notification set that notification and then uh, everybody who watches after the fact listens in their car on their road trips and uh, and then watches the clips to keep us rolling thanks guys see you later